0: This week on the Working With podcast, we are talking email. Hello, and welcome to episode 228 of the Working With podcast. And this week, I have a very special episode for you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote an article on email and why you should be checking your email first thing in the morning. Now... One of my good friends in the productivity world, Francis Wade, reached out and said he categorically disagrees with my thinking. And so we decided to have it out on air in this podcast. Now, I have pre-recorded this podcast. It didn't get heated or maybe it did. Well, you'll just have to listen and find out. So if you're used to a 10 to 15 minute episode, this week, we are over an hour. I normally would break these down, but the conversation, well, that's exactly what it was. It wasn't a Q&A. It was a conversation. And in this episode, Francis and I talk about how we manage our email and all the other inputs from messages and so on and so forth. So I want you to sit back and enjoy and hopefully we will give you a wealth of information that you can take away with you and apply in your regular life. Welcome Francis to the podcast and now I think the best way to get started is to ask you how do you manage your email over a 24-hour period?
1: Thanks Carl, it's great to be on your podcast and um, and thanks for writing that article because it sure got me fired up <laughs> and made me think and ask okay what am I doing and why am I doing it? Mm. So Uh, Here's what I do in a nutshell. I schedule the times that I check my email, Mm -hmm. um, which means that I have separated the managing of the time demands that come from the email from the completion of the time demands that are in the email. So what do I mean by that? So a time demand is a, a commitment to complete an action in the future an internal personal commitment. And an email that comes in is not a t- does not have a time demand until I have read it, processed it, and something psychological happens in my brain and some- it turns the email into a time demand. But before that happens, I know that I'm looking at a backlog of messages. And to be effective, I need to get through all the messages all the way down to zero, which means I need to be um, focused, I need to have a lot of energy. Um, you've probably heard the statistic that says that a third of people rather clean a toilet than go through their email. <laughs> yes. well, the reason is, a good reason, <laughs> the reason is that email is difficult to go through because you need to make all these decisions in a very short space of time. So email is not what you want to leave for when you have some spare time. People, mm-hmm. That's an old paradigm when we had three and four emails back in the day, you remember that car? I remember you got actually, yeah. mail. Yeah. <laughs> <It> <laughs> I will, do remember right? it, yeah, And it was like, Oh, you know, coming home from work was like, Oh, I have email mm. or being at work. You got one email a day. this was like the exception. Well, of course mm. we're no longer living in those times. That was the mid nineties. We're living mm. in a time when we'll get hundreds of email um, each day. So we need to be rigorous around managing that, backlog down to zero. So what I do is I sit down, get it all the way down to zero. And then move on to activities which may or may not relate to that email. But the processing activity I treat very seriously. Like that's, it's not a diver, a, a distraction from the day. It's not something I'm trying to squeeze into the cracks. It's not this unpleasant chore. It's a set of messages that I have to process because I'm a professional and I'm in business,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I process them all the way down to zero, and then I finish the session. I think you, I think you had said you you've gotten it down to where you can manage like hundred emails in fifteen minutes, something like that. Something well, scary. I, I get really I get depressing. about eighty.
0: I get about eighty when I wake up in the morning. There's about eighty emails, and I can do that in. Less than 15 minutes. 100 is probably going to take me 20 minutes, but yeah, 80, definitely 15 minutes now. I pride myself on that now.
1: <laughs> right. And you probably want to even get to 20 15, 18 minutes, 115 minutes, well, 150. actually,
0: I did do a test when I flew to um yeah, when I flew to Ireland, oh, a few weeks ago, about two or three weeks ago, um, I when I arrived at Paris, which is kind of my connecting hub if you like into europe i hadn't checked my email for about oh must be at least 24 hours and there was about 124 emails in there so i went and sat down in a corner plugged in my ipad and just went for it and i timed it 22 minutes for 124 emails yeah so and that's using an the import- ipad as well which was i normally it's i can be a lot faster lore, on then. my <laughs> i'm a lot yeah, faster on
1: my computer but click click and. Click, um, hmm. know this is this is where we need to head which i like so i like what you're saying there we need to spend as little time on processing email as we can Mm -hmm. now that means that we need to see email as almost from my point of view a necessary evil Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so what makes it evil why would I say that and why would I want to reduce the evil because it's ridiculously inefficient Mm -hmm. and most email comes as a blend of important stuff and crap on the mm-hmm. other end. And the, 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 the noise to signal ratio is maybe 5% signal or 2% signal or 0% signal on a bad day. And the rest of it is all noise. So we're forced to go through all of it. Mm-hmm. We can't not go through it. A lot of it is noise. And it's because we don't have good filters. So as we mature
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and to head in the direction that you're saying, I think the point is to spend increasingly little, or decreasing the time that we spend on it is to spend less and less time, more noise, less signal. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we can talk about that a bit later. Mm-hmm. So that if we can get down to five to 10 minutes to manage all of our email and be confident that we're not missing anything, hmm and know that we've dealt with the, the, the signal part of it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that would be an amazing accomplishment. And that, I think that's, that's the kind of aspiration every single professional needs to be moving towards because unfortunately, as you, as, as you know, email is not like a fixed target. The email that I managed in 1995 is certainly not the email I'm managing in 2022 in terms of its, its volume, its blend, its mix the tools that I have available to me to do my filtering. The core is the same, but the volume is 100, 200 times as much. Mm -hmm. So I need to keep evolving if I want to be be a competent professional. If I want to stay a competent professional, Mm -hmm. I I can't escape it, so I can only get better.
0: I think you've actually hit a, a good point there, which is that there's two parts to email. And I think the problem that people have is when they try and mix the two parts together the first part is the processing that's not doing that's processing. And the second part is doing now. This is where obviously I will differ from you is that when I do my morning, when I wake up in the morning, I, I have my coffee, I do my journal, and then I open up my email and I will, the goal is to process. So it's not doing, it's just processing. Now the, the trick to improving the speed is consistency because you get very very quick at making decisions you also start to learn the patterns so i know for example when i get james clear's uh one two three newsletter every week james Mm -hmm. clear you know atomic habits his newsletter is um it's just brilliant that goes straight into my action this day folder i don't i'm not reading it there and then it might only take me two or three minutes to read it but i'm not reading it then That's for later, it gets into action this day, I will come back to it later. There are, I get a couple of other newsletters which are like business related, which have just got links to interesting articles. There's, I think there's 10 articles and I get two of those each day. One's for entrepreneur, and I think the other one's for business. And what I do is I just scan the links to see if there's anything related to productivity. If there is, I click on it, save it to my read later, delete the email. So these are the speed most like the other stuff that I get through, like Tony Robbins might send me something. Robin Sharma might send me something. You know, it's just a quick scan. Am I interested? No, delete. Um, Emails from students. I can see what it is. I have a quick look in the middle paragraph. I generally don't look at the beginning at that stage because it's just like, hi, Carl, how are you? you know I don't need to know that. I'll come back to that bit My later. My dog died.
1: Uh, yeah. So what I'm looking, <laughs> yeah.
0: What I'm interested in is that middle paragraph, because, you know, that's the one where the core of the email is. So I go straight to that. If it say, OK, I need to reply. Boom, straight into action this day. So I'm not reading the whole email, but I have a general idea what it's about.
1: Right. That's like a TLDR um, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've learned this over the
0: years. When I first started doing this, I read every single email from top to bottom. And then you quickly learn that you don't need to do that. You just need to go to the middle section because that's where the meat is. And then you can just
1: decide, what do I need to do with this? Wouldn't it be great if if people actually followed that template every time? Well, yes. If (laughs) If they could, yeah, they could template their email and say, here's the part that, where I say hello and talk about my dog, and fact that he died mm. and here's the part at the end where i i'm just being polite but here's the part you really need to read <laughs> if, they, if they could template that and and if if it could be sorted mm. and if your email could just black out if your program could just black out the oh, first that part and nice. the end part, <laughs> and just show you the part you need to do <laughs> you'd be in heaven right because oh, that yeah. would also that would cut the time down by about half because mm. right now we're like okay when are they going to get, get to the point and they put the point in the PS and you're like <laughs> <laughs> to read the whole thing to get that this one yeah. little small thing at the end or, mm. or even worse, they're not explicit. They just kind of hint and they beat around the bush. And you, you've got to know read between the lines and say, what? And then you have to go back to your email and say, what did I ask them for? Why are they not answering it? Mm. Oh, they're not answering it because they don't want to do it. Mm. Okay. So they're not answering it. Uh, they have to, so they're not explicit in their communication, but the, the, the point is, well taken, I think. Which is that we need to constantly be looking for ways to reduce this necessary evil.
0: Well, I say it, this is not the processing part. The this is just the processing part. So it's all about right, just what is it? Part. Do I need to do anything with it? If I do, action this day. If not, all I have to do, I need to keep it. No, delete. Right, right. That's it. Um, now, I the one mistake agreement... I notice a lot of people, I should say, one mistake I notice a lot of people making is they they feel that they have to file the email somewhere. But what we're missing there is that, you know, Google is the king of search. So if you're using Gmail interface, forget filing it. You you can find it by date, topic, sender easily. Um, The second one is even Outlook and Apple Mail now. Their search is just brilliant. Uh, I'm not too sure of the other third-party apps, but the three main ones, you know, Apple Mail, Outlook and, uh, outlook and gmail i mean they're built now around search you don't need hundreds of files for different right. topics now you can just archive it and use the search And i think people need to get comfortable using search it's not a it's not a question of saying you should use search do it now you it's something you have to learn to get comfortable with it took me a few months before i felt confident enough to be able to just hit the archive but knowing that it's not going to disappear and I would be able to find it later.
1: Me too. And that's a, that's a kind of a discipline question in a way, because mm. in, in you know you and I were, given our age and our gray hairs, we're brought up at a time when there were very few objects in our world relative to the number that we have today. There were no digital objects when I was growing up. It didn't, mm-hmm. didn't exist. Uh, well, you know, it existed when I was in high school and later on. But before that, physical objects, we were brought up to in a world in which remembering meant seeing. Mm -hmm. So to see something was to remember and to move to a world where archiving and searching means remembering
2: Mm.
1: is a very different kind of world. I I had the same feeling when I moved from Outlook to Gmail and I'm... I have the same, sometimes I find myself wanting to save an email in the inbox because I don't want to forget it. Mm. In other words, like it's some part of my system that in that moment, I'm being a little bit weak and Mm -hmm. I don't trust that my system is going to bring it back to my awareness. Mm. So I leave it there just in case I need it to jog my memory. But the truth is to get to where we're talking about, when you spend a few minutes a day on email, as little as possible. That's also one of the hurdles that you need to overcome mm. to get past that seeing is remembering um, old habit. It's a, it's a really it old is, habit. It is. Yeah. It's, it's from the physical world, it's a world of physical objects. And you're pointing to the world of digital objects. And those objects behave very differently. They do. They, they do.
0: But I say to it re- took me there. a long time to get comfortable with search, but now I am. The, the second part, though, to my email process, or not processing, but is doing is the doing part Then i do i used to do it between four and five you know just before dinner but now i do it after dinner um at seven i just seem to be a bit more ready for it after dinner <laughs> so um
1: you're an adult right yeah
0: i come back make myself a cup of tea after dinner sit down and say right the next hour i am dedicated to clearing my action folder my action this day folder and there's a little secret and i've told many people this and i've written about it which is Your action this day folder, unfortunately, you can't do this in Gmail, but you can in Outlook and Apple Mail, which is turn it so the oldest email is at the top. So if you're having a really bad day, as long as you do like four or five from the top, you're doing the oldest ones. So you're doing the ones that, in my opinion, would be the most important anyway, because they're the the ones that have been sitting there because there's time pressure on those now. So... It's just one way of meaning that you start at the top and just work your way down. It's very much like David Allen talks about with inbox processing. You know, you start at the top and you work your way down. You don't start at the bottom. You start at the top and just work your way down. Deal with each one. And I love doing it that way because I might have like a 10-minute reply that I have to write as the first one. And then I could have three YouTube comments to respond to. Great. I mean, that takes me like three minutes. Bam, 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 bang, bang, and I've already done four, and now I'm down to the fifth one. That could be a twenty-minute email, and then the next three is another like two or three-minute quick replies. And it, right. the variety just makes it so much more interesting. The worst thing right. you can do is go through it and do all the easy ones first, and then leave your five emails that need half an hour each, because now you've got two and a half hours of hell.
1: <laughs> but, but that sounds like you're doing more than replying. In that time slot, you're you're also doing YouTube activity. Well, I'm I because YouTube emails
0: me if somebody puts a comment on a YouTube video, I get an email from YouTube. That's my trigger. I don't go into YouTube
1: specifically, so it sends you. That's all you know that someone has left. Yeah, and all I have to do then is hit the
0: hit the reply in the email, and that takes me to the video and directly to the comment. So I don't even have to go looking for it. It's just click. It's not really uh, a reply then. To me, yeah, I just. Consider it's a reply so
1: right right And because it's in your email
0: yeah yeah
1: right but you, so you're using the email to find find the comment that was made on youtube
0: yeah it's much easier it's much faster than doing it the other any other way right. i mean i suppose i could set aside time to go into youtube and go to the comments and then go through each one but then i find that a position. bit boring i prefer yeah. that variety i get with the, doing it through email
1: And distracting because no you've got to you don't even know that there's a comment. You're just no. going to check just in case, and as you're checking, YouTube is saying. Uh,
0: yes, <laughs> you're right. <Yeah. laughs> distraction, yeah. distraction, oh, distraction. That distraction. Matt DeBellio
1: video looks interesting. I just
0: watched that for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then you're, 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 before you know it, you're like, "What was I doing again?" Yeah, <laughs> I was reading, I was checking email. Yeah. Well, the, the I think you're right. The, the the principle that you're using is that you separate the processing from the execution Mm -hmm. and in in my world we use as i said we use that word time demands email that comes in is only a potential time demand once you process it and as you've read an email a psychological commitment is formed in that moment Mm -hmm. and that's when the time demand actually gets created but it's a mistake to go complete time demands right in the moment It's far better and more efficient to finish processing your email and then do the execution at some later point, even if it's 10 minutes later, Mm -hmm. because there's a change of gears that we need to make. There is,
0: you're right. There is a change. There's a different mindset to processing and doing.
1: Totally different. Mm -hmm. And the necessary evil part is the price you pay for smooth execution and high priority execution later, Mm -hmm. but you've got to pay the price. In today's world, given our new tech, the technology that we have, you've got to execute that processing first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the that's the that's the ticket to a, mm-hmm. a day that works. Um, you mentioned this part about the, or disagreement about doing it first in the morning. Mm. Now, I read over your article again, and I think we're not that far apart in terms of practice. Mm. And here's why, here's why I, I, I say that. Because you actually journal first thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, someone who emails, checks email first thing in the morning, in my mind, literally rolls out of bed, picks up their phone and starts. No, 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 no. Well, oh, don't you see it? First of all,
0: first of all, I wouldn't be able to do anything without coffee. So that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
1: before their coffee, <laughs> there are people who are just have the habit. Yeah. And they might even, they might even stay in bed and check email. No, they no say that means you, need, that,
0: you need, yeah, you need that
1: separation. Right. Now, why is the separation important? I, I, I think it's, a, from my point of view, it's important because you're following a schedule.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're following, you've, you've essentially time blocked your day to say, um, here's the part where I wake up. Here's the part where I have my coffee. Here's the part where I journal. And, and, and as you're journaling, I, I imagine that it's, you're also reflecting on what the day is going to look like.
0: Yeah, because I always write out my objectives for the day in my journal. So, yeah, you're right.
1: And you're, you're either time blocking it or you're mentally time blocking it. But mm-hmm. there's some notion that email is going to be early on in the day. But it's not, going to be, it's not going to come before my journaling. It's not going to come before my planning. No. So I've had people in my courses who tell me, one young lady in particular, tells me that she doesn't have a plan for each day. She literally gets to work, opens her email, and does whatever is happening. Hmm. And I said, um, Do you think there might be a different way in which you actually, <laughs> if you don't have an objective, a plan, make prog you know like an idea of what you want to progress she said she looked confused no i just do what they tell me to do mm. i was like because she's really young right It's right. <laughs> is her first second year on the job she's like a mm-hmm. 100 things a day via email and she's just barely responding to email all day so she's just basically changing playing a game of chase the rabbit you know rabbit mm. rabbit's over here rabbit over here rabbit over there and i said well you know trying to break the news to her gently. At some point, your boss may um, (laughs) think it's more valuable if you actually are about something rather than just responding to whatever drama happens to be breaking up. She looked really surprised. Really? (laughs) Other people in the the class chip in. Yeah, you know, it might help to do that. We trying to like give her an idea that she could actually be the conductor of her day Mm. rather than just the guy in the back who's playing, the hitting the one beat on the drum, whatever the conductor says, beat, bong. Mm. And that was the concept that, that so that was a concept that was revolutionary to her. So when I read, when I heard your article, when I read it the first time, when I saw the headline, I thought, hey, I disagree with that because I was thinking of people like her. Mm. But I wasn't thinking of people like you because I think we're closer together. What do you think? What, what's your Well, well I, I think they, I mean, one of the interesting things I found was,
0: one of the things i love reading about is how like super successful ceos and people manage their day and tim cook is a i mean he wakes up at a ridiculous time in the morning i think it's 3:30 um he has a cup of coffee and then he checks his email and then he goes to the gym and then he goes to work but also when i uh, before i'd writing that article I, I knew about winston churchill's habit of in those days obviously no email but he wanted the mail and he wanted the newspapers now i wouldn't look at the newspapers first thing in the morning because these days Not the today. newspapers are going to bad idea. <laughs> yeah they're just going to create like bad emotion that's what happens when you read
1: newspapers there's today's bad news <laughs> yeah
0: so i don't look at the newspapers at all Ooh, first dead in the morning. <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> see that but what but for me because i'm in my business is a people's business. I, I'm teaching people. I've got online courses and I've got coaching clients. I will, it doesn't happen very often, but say once or twice a month, somebody will say, I can't get into my account. And now I need to know about that as soon as I can because I can deal with that in two minutes. And, but if I leave that until six o'clock in the evening, um, you know, that person's been waiting, I don't know, probably at night 10, 12 hours for me to respond to a very simple, for me anyway simple fix i just need to change their password say try this password use this email
1: and you'll be in and, it always, right. always and you always fix it you you made the exception in your article mm. for people who are on things like on on they play the role of help desk people mm. or customer service people or inbound sales or so that that kind of email i, I would say is let's call that production email because it's an essential part of the operation of the company. Mm. That's not personal email.
0: No, no, no. no. I mean I
1: would yeah, I would distinguish yeah. the two and say that production email is a different animal altogether even though it may come into the same digital inbox. Really what you would have to get to ultimately, you know, if you were to keep scaling is that you would need to give a separate email address for help desk email you'd have a separate person managing your help desk email and then if you didn't do that if you were unwilling to hire someone else you'd probably say something like okay after i check my email in the first half an hour then i do the production email which is help desk email Mm. so you manage that with a that's a totally separate frame of mind than or personal email, which, like I said, the noise to signal ratio is awful. Production email, the noise to signal ratio is probably ninety percent, ninety percent signal and ten percent noise. It's well,
0: it's an, it's an interesting, interesting email that right? I get. You know, you get something like uh, something from Amazon, which says, uh, you know, your your parcel is shipped. Yeah, I can deal with that in like half a second because I know exactly where it goes. It goes into my personal email account, waiting for, because I only look at that. I'm, I'll go, hang on a minute, aren't I expecting something? And then I'll go in and look for the shipping number. You know, just to be told it shipped. Well, I ordered it last night. I don't need to, I mean, I'm sure it's going to ship. <laughs> right. Um, so I just go bang straight into waiting for, I probably won't right. look at that email now for three or four days because, you know, I expect it's going but to take, I mean, this is Korea. It takes it takes 10 days for an Amazon parcel to arrive in Korea. So
1: Same here in Jamaica. Same problem. <laughs> so,
0: so I know that I don't need that shipping number until after at least a week. And then I'm going to be looking
1: saying, where is it? <laughs> right. Mm. And then you can check your archives.
0: Yeah. Then I just go in, well, I have it in a separate folder. I do have a waiting for folder. I don't have a waiting for folder for my professional email, just in my personal. And it's only for online orders. I don't order a lot. I mean, probably two or three items a month. And right. So, but. I don't want to go digging around for them. So I'll just, I just have it in one folder and it's kind of like a nice completion. Once the parcel arrives, I open it, everything's okay. Like just deleting it. From that, it's just such a nice feeling. So I said, I like that dopamine hit. I'll keep it.
1: Right. But, but, but you know, in Gmail, you know, to go back to what you said about search, hmm. you, you, you don't actually need a waiting for folder because. No, you don't. Not really. It's searchable. Yeah. Hmm. Like you said, you said, hmm. you know, you just just search Amazon.com and, it it'll sort it by date order and the latest one will come up and so it's 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 findable in your archive it is so having it in a waiting for folder is more for a psychological well it's piece also of mind. so
0: i don't have to type i just have to click <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a few keystrokes. You know, Amazon is A M A Z, and <laughs> that's seven clicks. That's seven, you know, hits on the keyboard. Whereas in the out- this waiting for a folder, it's just two clicks, and I've got the number.
1: True, true. Uh, you know, it's 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 a few clicks, a few clicks different, but it does take more energy to manage a folder of yeah. contents. I so say so it's, just, it's, it's just been a habit of mine, is that one, yeah. Hmm. Right, it came over from Outlook, right? Because I had the same habit as
0: well. I well, I don't know when did. I think I got the waiting for from getting things done actually.
1: Right, right, but you but you implemented it first in Outlook before Gmail. Uh, I've always used, I've only ever
0: Gmail? used Apple Mail for like twenty five oh, years. Okay. So, but oh, okay, but so you don't use Gmail. When okay. I first started using GTD, I set up the waiting for folders as the book recommends, right. and then right. always had to struggle with it because. One of the principles, and this is off email, but one of the problems I've always had, people will ask me, uh, when I get a task that I'm waiting for, where do I put it? I say, well, you haven't completed the task, have you? I go, what do you mean? I says, well, if if the task is ask Peter for a copy of presentation file, all you've done is ask Peter. You haven't got the presentation file, so the task is not complete. So you just reschedule the task for two or three days in the
1: future. Right, I, I agree. The waiting for... It's a it's a it's a vestige of the physical, the physical way of managing um, objects. It's a physical object mm. thing carried mm. over into digital objects. Yeah, you don't really need it. You no. you have the we have the tools, and the truth is we we need to be aggressive about mm. changing our comfort level with using these tools and our skill at using them. I, I give you a couple examples. So one is the spam folder. So there are so many people who don't manage their spam folder. I don't know how they are able to function because stuff ends up in their spam folder. They don't see it and they never get to it. Mm. And it's something important that they want, but because they haven't developed the practice of checking their spam folder on a regular basis, because you're basically in Gmail anyway, you're training Gmail to, to, Pick upon the right spam,
2: and, right, and right, right.
1: disregard the wrong spam to so not get false, false positives.
2: Mm.
1: And that's a pro- everybody know that's a process. It mm. it that that never end because you'll always get email in the wrong place, and you'll you you have to keep doing it. Mm. So training your email system to manage your spam folder and training yourself to manage it effectively is just again it's one of these necessary evils. We cannot escape that. So that's that's the one. You
0: know, actually you're talking one, about that spam folder, it's amazing how many millions of dollars I've lost because some widow wanted to send me 30 million dollars that she got <laughs> hidden somewhere. You know, I'm so glad I went into my spam folder because you know I could have lost literally. all that
1: <laughs> when 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 the clan of pulling calls you with your, sends you email with your inheritance. inheritance finally, that yeah. You didn't real you know, the, the castle, the Pullein castle, yeah. you know, they, they finally dig down into the basement and find your inheritance. Yeah, And they send you the email that says, if you're a Carl Pullein, please respond to this email because there was a sizable inheritance yeah. waiting for you, but we need to have you respond by Friday. You may have missed that no. one. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest
0: with you though. I actually do have a very different way of dealing with my spam because I've got, as I say, I use my iCloud account as my uh, personal account. And then my, mm-hmm. my company email goes through Google. I used to have it set to, to, to automatically delete after a week. And on a Saturday, okay. I would actually go through it. But then right. it was so rare that I actually found anything important that I thought, oh, screw this, I'm, I'm not wasting time with this. So what I did was I changed it to 24 hours. It deletes. Now, no. the thing I've you're, always found is if somebodys I know, but then I did actually last week, somebody says, did you get my email, which is an email I was waiting for? I went, no. <laughs> she said, oh, it must be in spam. So I said, could you resend it for me, please? Because
1: <laughs> the deletion that you, it will a permanently It, it permanently deletes it after 24 delete. hours, yeah. Permanently. Yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose actually
0: it. it doesn't, i I, I think. No, no, because my trash empties after every twenty-four hours as well. So I do it on purpose, though, because it keeps me sharp.
1: I, so that's a you're doing. You're way further than I am. I, I, my, my Gmail has not been trained to that degree, but I can see where I need to get there. Well, the thing is, the one thing about email and more sharp. Go
0: ahead. Email is one of those wonderful things because. I actually I do like email I don't have any problems with it but email is one of the great things about because coming from the law firm um, when I was working in the UK we used to send a letter and the computer would print out two bits of paper the first one was the letter that we signed and sent to the other side uh, which had our letterhead on it and it was all beautiful paper and thick the second one was just some cheap copy paper that you'd put into the file so there was always a copy there but Lawyers were different. I, I knew so many companies who would, oh, get this letter tied and send it. And that was only that one copy.
1: So oh, if that dear. letter
0: went missing in the post, it's gone forever. The Absolutely. great thing about email is if somebody sends you an email, there is a copy there, it's in their right. sent folder. So, right. and there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I'm really sorry. I think it must have dropped in spam. Could you resend it? And then it actually restarts the clock. So you can use this as an excuse if you're a little bit late in responding to somebody. Oh, it's three weeks. And they send right. you an email saying, Did you get my did you get my email? And you go, No. Right. <laughs> it must have dropped in spam. Could you resend it? And now you're resetting the clock.
1: Right. And when it comes in, you're you're watching for it. So you can retrain your system to not put it in spam.
0: Yeah, then you are watching for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So you 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 make the adjustment to. I don't know how Apple Mail works, but in Gmail, it means dragging it from one folder to the next. And then it asks you, do you want to do this in the future? You say yes. And hopefully it remembers. Although I've had my battles with Gmail where certain, certain senders always end up in spam.
0: Well, Apple Mail is is basically a shell. So uh, Google is the back end. So Google is still oh, the one that's being trained. It just end. Yeah, it just comes into the, the shell of an email oh. client, if you like.
1: So it's using the same So the same it's using engine. the
0: same algorithms and everything, yeah, to figure out what spam is and stuff.
1: But you can but you can see we're both kind of wanting to manage this necessary evil mm. and be I like the word you use being sharp. It keeps you sharp. And like it keeps you on the edge of your seat, paying attention and never allowing your spam to grow past 24 hours. Well that takes it takes discipline. And it takes a certain level of commitment to execute. Well, it, to me,
0: it's more a case of I, I'm confident that asking somebody to resend an email if I didn't get it. I mean, it's no big deal.
1: Um, what about the, the email from the Pullein, the Pullein Foundation, which... Well,
0: I can say you. I've I've probably lost millions and millions of dollars because <laughs> I haven't... <laughs> Damn, I you knew there was something I was doing wrong.
1: <laughs> Your fortune is gone. Yeah. It's not the next Pullein that they phone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But there seems to be plenty of these uh widows around anyway that want to send me millions of dollars so i'll just wait for the next one
1: <laughs> wait for the next one year. yeah but the second thing I've, I've, I've also started to use is um unroll have hmm. you have you used unroll
0: i haven't because i've been very strict about what i give my email to so
1: okay, so i'm i'm a loose cannon when it comes to that and i was dying hmm as a result of that practice i i i love to get lots of different sources of ideas
2: mm-hmm.
1: and managing them was killing me because they were all coming into my promotions folder in in gmail and they were of course they were clogging it up there was i was getting a 50 to 100 emails per day mm. and i'd heard about unroll um and kind of tried it once and eh, it wasn't working this this last time I made a determined effort and basically I'm training on road to take all of the subscription email and put it in one place Mm -hmm. and I do a periodic check each day and it allows you to do a scan of everything that's it's it's captured of a subscription nature and put on this website and you can go through and check it takes about two minutes just to do a scan to make sure there's not something there that somehow ended up in the wrong place Mm. But it's a training, act, again, another training activity. So I found that tremendous because anything that's in unroll, I don't really care that much about. It's not operational email. To go back mm. to the distinction we drew before, it's personal email mm. so I can safely ignore it. So that's, that saved me bunches of time. And I may or may not get to everything in my, in my unroll account. Um, if I do, I'm usually really relaxed reading looking for some something that's interesting to pass the time so the frame of mind in in that world is very different than in the operational world or in the processing world Mm. i'd call that the sit back and read world Mm. Um, i also use pocket so pocket is a, a, a tends to be like a subset of some articles come through unroll some i find in other places but Pocket is the stuff I definitely want to spend time reading more Mm. of. And that's also a relaxed kind of activity. It's not Mm -hmm. operational, it's just of interest. So I book time, I put time time in my calendar to read my pocket content. Usually Mm -hmm. it's in the evening for me, about after dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of watching TV, I'll sit and I'll go through the articles that are in there. But that's leisurely reading, which has no deadline to it. I'm using those two tools to, again, cope with the necessary evil because Mm -hmm. the email that brings the trigger to put something in pocket or in unroll is something I want to deal with, like you said, very quickly, decisively, Mm -hmm. and never see again. Yeah. And if if it spawns a time demand, I'll deal with the time demand. Mm -hmm. But the email, the necessary evil, I'm trying to get rid of it and manage it and move it away and delete it as fast as possible. Well, there's actually a
0: quick tip there for, for, some, for those who, who are getting a lot of newsletters, because we do sign up for a lot that we probably don't read anymore, is mm-hmm. if you actually click the junk button in Gmail, and you can do this in Apple Mail as well, click junk on these emails. After two or three goes, you'll never see it again. It'll drop into junk
1: right right right. like you
0: say you're training gmail and i've essentially that's what i'm doing through apple mail every time i get any i don't want to get this anymore i'm sick of seeing it i never read it junk it so what i've done is i've ended up with probably four or five newsletters that i get each week that i do read and anything else that i wasn't reading it disappears appears so does
1: it automatically unsubscribe you
0: it doesn't know well. Somebody warned me about using unsubscribe because that then tells them, that it tells the you know the people sending you it that you are a real right. person. So I just yeah. send it to junk because, as you say, I, as I, after twenty four hours it's gone anyway. <laughs> so
1: right, 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 right. So you, 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 you. I love, I love that you do that hmm. uh, because it, it, like you said, it keeps you sharp. It does, anything. but
0: the, the the thing is, as as my business has grown, my email numbers each morning has grown. And right. you mentioned before, like having like a personal assistant or something who can take care of some of the more, you know, less, uh, the, the less that need my skills anyway, more of the admin style emails, if you like. And I ke- I've always thought about this, but then I keep thinking, because I've just flown, <laughs> I, w- I won't mention the airline, uh, but they're based in Paris. And um, one of the things (laughs) that really struck me was customer service these days. And actually, today, I just had to sort out the company's banking app. And when I'd finished, before I hung up on the phone, I saw 12 times I'd had to press a number on their automated service. 12 times. And I went, this is not customer service. This is designed to put you off from actually calling customer service. And I thought, well, now that's given, I shouldn't tell people this because that's given me an, (laughs) I think this has given me an edge in the world of business because I decided I'm going to double down on that personal customer service because it seems that everyone else is so focused on automating customer service. I hate it. My mother had to deal with it because she's the company secretary and she hates it. So if we hate it, I think a lot of people hate the way that customer service is going these days because it's just so, right. it's becoming so automated. And right. I get the feeling that the customer is now becoming second, in fact, sometimes third behind right. like product development, employee satisfaction and happiness and right. well being. And you think, yeah. well, okay, but if you lose all your customers, you're going to lose all your employees and your product because you just don't have a business the number one should always be the customer and it's expensive both money wise. If you're a big company, you have to employ a lot of people in customer service to do it right. But in terms of me as a, as a one man band, it's expensive in terms of time. But to me, it's probably the best time investment I have each day is when I'm interacting via email or YouTube comments or whatever with my, with my students and with people who are watching my videos to me, that's more important than all the other stuff. Right, right. And I... I, I that's my rant, by the way, because it's my big thing at the moment. Is I've been Jack, so disappointed wait. with customer service, not just with an airline, but also with a bank that I've been working with.
1: Do you do you have a, a scheduled time each day to do customer service activity alone? Do you, do you um, have... It- well,
0: a lot of my customer service is done via email because my students will contact me via email. So, you know, that's... And one of the advantages is we are where I am. I'm 17 hours ahead of California. uh, and 14, 13 hours ahead of New York and about eight hours ahead of Europe. So, you know, when I'm awake during the day, the US and Europe are asleep. So I don't have to rush to respond. I know that, you know, but I will make sure that for customers, you know, customer service type emails, I've responded to them by 4, 6 p.m. My time. Which means right. by the time they wake up, this is my thinking. By the time they wake up, my response a- is sitting waiting for them.
1: Right, right. So they, 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 so you'll probably at some point open up other channels of re, uh, customer service. So they, I imagine. So in addition to email, they'll be sending you stuff on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on WhatsApp, um, voicemail. Um, but there's all these ways, and the customer. The customer doesn't really care that you prefer one or the other as long as they're sending you a message they want a particular kind of service level mm-hmm. um, once they've sent it uh, in terms of your the, how long it takes to get back to you mm-hmm. um, the quality of your response whether it's personal or impersonal is it a view or is it a flunky or a lackey is it a machine or is it a human being so there are some attributes that the customer wants to experience um, as a result. And you'll, you'll, as you scale, right? you'll have to make sure that your systems all work together to give them a uniform experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, a, it's not really, a, in a way, it's not really an email problem. It's a, back to what you said, it's a customer service, customer centric problem around which you're organizing your technologies and your practices accordingly no
0: yeah i mean i don't know for how long i can keep doing this on my own but this is probably why i I mentioned with email i want to stay sharp because i want to keep doing this for as long as i possibly can as my business grows if i was getting you know tim cook gets 800 emails a day and i was trying to imagine okay that would mean i'd need probably an hour to get through 800 emails (laughs) to process them um (laughs) and but he he's got personal assistants who are dealing with most of it but what he i went one of the things that with tim cook this is the way that the newspapers or articles or will, will frame it that he gets right. 800 emails a day i know he's not reading 800 emails a day he's looking for a select few customer comments so he right. can gauge the feel of his customers out there in the wide open world not just listening to the the uh the you know the power users Who will just complain about everything (laughs) but he wants to hear real genuine everyday users of the products who are not interested in the deeper technology and that's why he gets most of that feedback from his email but i know he won't be reading 800 of those a day he'll be picking maybe 20 30 or 40 dealing with those but he'll have an army of assistants dealing with those emails he must do because he'd spend all day just dealing with email
1: Right right, right, but let's, let's imagine that he's getting 800, 800 messages are being sent to Tim Tim Cook at apple.com mm. or something. Mm. So 800 possible inputs. Mm. So he probably has some kind of filtering that immediately moves over his subscriptions to somewhere else. The rest of them go to his assistant mm-hmm. who decides which ones are worthy of his processing. Mm-hmm. So he they say okay, there's a 50 that are worth processing, and then he processes the 50 using following the same thing we talked about in your processing frame of mind. He does his processing of his 50. Mm -hmm. He has the same decisions that we have, which is. Ten are operational, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to reply to them as soon as I finish my workout. Twenty are for later reading because they're interesting subscriptions and five are for evening reading when i want to really spend more time on each article that the customer sent and they said i should read it there's no response to them there's just me reading it mm-hmm. so he goes through the same process that oh, we i'm do. sure yeah
0: i'm sure he has an absolute a process for dealing with it yeah. a
1: big filter up front to cut the 800 down to maybe the same 50 that we deal with
0: hmm. yeah i mean i'm sure he does As i say i know he's bound to have an army of assistants dealing with the vast majority of it but to me it's um my number one priority are my students in my courses and my coaching clients and you know i'm going to be there for them as quickly as i possibly can i do sleep i don't have machines doing it. it is me genuinely doing it so um but i think the great the thing that really surprises me though is sometimes you know if i've been away like I was on that flight for it was a 15-hour flight because we don't fly over Russia and Ukraine anymore, so it was a 15-hour flight, um, and plus you've got all the checking in and you got the waiting. So I think in total it was about 24 hours before I could get to my email and a Wi-Fi connection. And you know I responded to the ones that were quite urgent, and I was surprised because thank you for your quick reply. I'm thinking this was not quick. <laughs> this you know I you sent me your email like. 30 hours ago, I should have replied way sooner than this. And I thought, this just goes to show that this, my standard must be a lot higher than most people's standards when it comes to email response times. But I have a rule which I will always respond within 48 hours, um, but my goal is 24.
1: Your, your the time zone difference- It does help it me.
0: Yeah,
1: it does help. To accomplish that service level hmm. that you want to accomplish. Yeah.
0: So there we go. We've learned something. If you really want good customer service, base your customer service team
1: in Asia. That's what you do. South Korea <laughs> is the best because there are <laughs> yeah. the not. The time re- time nobody zone re- is
0: just perfect it. for dealing with customer service. Yes. It
1: will realize it and you set it up. Yeah. But I think that it's a, it's a, there's a, a, an important point we haven't, we haven't necessarily talked about, not necessarily with respect to your customers, but everyone. You know, we, we're the ones who set up an email inbox.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're the ones who give out our email address. And we're the ones who are essentially inviting people to send us
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever they send us. Mm-hmm. So some people complain and say they, don't, they, you know, they wish they didn't have as much email. Well, guess what? If you really don't want to have email, you can go live in a cave.
0: <laughs> well,
1: if yeah, even these days. From, from your business, quit the business. Mm. Go somewhere else. I promise you, you're not going to get any more email about the business once you leave the business. Mm. All of these emails that are coming in are there because you set up an agreement with the world that says, send me here. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of it is that you're also agreeing to respond to whatever you're sent. Mm -hmm. That's 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 inescapable. Mm. And I hear people complaining and I basically say to myself, stop complaining because this is of your creation.
0: Mm. One thing mean. that yeah, I would say to some, though, is one of the things that I've got as my YouTube channel has grown, um, I've been getting more and more emails from companies who want to sponsor a video. Now, okay. I don't do I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I do it with Skillshare because I actually use Skillshare. And my so my, my kind of policy with that is if I use the product, I will allow, I, I will do a sponsorship if they want to do it, if they reach out to me. I get all sorts of companies I've never heard of asking me to sponsor a video uh, or review their product now in the early days I used to respond saying I'm sorry I don't do that my policy is this and then it was just getting so many I probably get five or six a day now so I just delete them I don't because and particularly if an email starts off with hello it's deleted I don't read anymore I just delete it because I know it's not it's 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 Somebody's just copied and pasted it and hoped for the best. And no way, I'm not going to waste my time with somebody who's hoping for the best. I've got more important things to do with my time. So there's a few little indicators that will tell me now. But again, because I've got into that habit of processing and I've seen the patterns. So, you know, I get something. Hello, we like your website, particularly this insert link and then, then i just go uh, okay uh, delete uh, it delete it because uh, first of all they haven't even taken the time to get to know my name so why am i going to waste my time responding to them and i shouldn't be saying this because i know if there's any p- potential sponsors out there that say always make sure you put his name in the email <laughs> uh,
1: uh, they're, not, they're not making a note carl so they, <laughs> yeah. they'll know bury his name at the bottom yeah so he but so you, to you it. can
0: learn very quickly the types of emails you're getting And you can learn then which ones you need to pay attention to and which ones you can delete almost immediately. And that's part of the secret of getting faster at processing, because ultimately that's the key with email. The biggest mistake, and I haven't mentioned this before, that I see people doing is saying, oh, I don't need to process my email because I'll I'll get back to it later in the day. But these are the people who've got like 40,000 emails in their inbox and I've seen what happens here. They they get, oh, I need to reply to this. Oh, I've got to go to a meeting. Oh, I'll go to a meeting now. So they leave it in their inbox. But during the meeting, they get another 20 emails. So now that email is 20 emails down. I said, oh, right. where is it? Oh, damn, I've got another meeting to go to. Another right. 20 emails. So now it's the 41st email. Well, that's a long way down. Plus, you've got all the other emails now distracting you, catching your attention, and these people say, I'm overwhelmed with email. Well, of course you are, because you're not managing it. You know, that email that you said, I need to get back to it, just move it to action this day. Now you've got a folder dedicated. You know every email in there is important and it needs a reply. Right. And how long does it take to move an email to an action folder? About half a second? I mean, it might take you three or four seconds when you first start, but we're, we're not talking minutes here. We're talking seconds and the goal is just to get that faster and faster for me i know exactly it's like long press on you know click the click the uh, fold i think it's folder a file and then it's there right at the top action this day click it's half a second
1: right that 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 whole process you just described of continually getting rid of the necessary evil it's a it's a game i think we all we all need to be involved in it, it, and enjoy it, it though
0: i think you should enjoy it it's, it is it's,
1: it's, it's so much fun, fun. <laughs> it, 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 if you can get an idea and i wish i wish there were i wish there were email programs that could measure our progress hmm.
2: Let's
1: say that guess what you spent 10 hours less processing email this year than you spent last year <laughs> i wish there were at least I, I, there's nothing like that there that isn't I'm there just, isn't you're right but I, that's why
0: i time are, it every so often i will time it if i get a lot of email i'm going okay let's go for it how fast can, we, can i do this
1: yeah you could actually gamify it right yeah. you could say how fast can i and over time you could see that you're managing it could tell you guess what you're managing 25 percent more email this year than last year but here's the magic congratulations carl you're taking two minutes less Mm. Than each day than you used to. And you're like, yes, mm. progress. Why isn't someone put that in as yeah, an app? a lab? That'd be a good idea. Mm. <laughs> someone who's listening, gamify the gamify the the, the, the the necessary evil business that we're talking about. Mm. The, the game like, of mm. spending less time, better quality, more signal, less noise. Gamify the whole thing for us. So mm. that we can see that we're making progress. Because that's what we want. We want to make progress. We want to feel like we're going in the opposite direction and it's getting worse. We want to know that it's getting better. Mm. So if you're listening and you're an app developer. <laughs> yeah. Do the app. Do Let's Do gamify the app. email. <laughs> yeah. Gamify the thing. The, the statistics are there so that it's possible. Oh, yeah. I've just yeah. Haven't seen it. I can't. Mm. The only thing I've seen is some some a few programs that when you get to the zero inbox, it. I think Gmail might do this. It says, "Congratulations, your Im- inbox is empty."
0: Yeah, yeah, because so, uh, I, I, I do have Outlook on my computer. I don't use Outlook, but I, because I have quite a few clients who do, so I like to know what's going on. And if you do right. get it down to zero, it says, "Congrat," you know, "Well done, all done for today." I like that one. All done for today.
1: <laughs> and it's not true because no, it's
0: not true. But but that's the works. thing with email is once you've got your inbox clear, give it five minutes, and it's not clear anymore. But that's something that you want to get over. You don't want to be worrying about that. It's about keeping it under control. It's not really about inbox zero as such, because inbox zero is not permanent. It's For me, it's likely to be just five minutes and there's going to be something in there. But right. the key is just to be, you are the master of your inbox. Don't let the inbox become the master of you, in a sense. And that's just about getting control of it having specific times, like during the day, one of the other things that I haven't mentioned is between sessions of work, I will open up email just to process. Now we're we're not talking 80 email then, we're talking maybe 10 or 12, but it's I love that because it's a complete distraction from focused work. Um, For me now, I've been processing email this way for about probably about 10 years now. And so it's such an automatic process. It's almost like hoovering the house. I find right. it relaxing because I've, it's just automatic processing.
1: Right, right. One thing we, we haven't talked about are, are those people who are in corporations. And it's, so it's not customers. It's not production email, but it's your boss hmm. who is demanding that you respond to his or her email within minutes of getting it, which means that you need to keep checking to see if you've gotten one in the last few minutes. And I, I wrote an article Um, called how how managers are in are unwittingly turning employees into morons. Mm. And I said the way they do that is just by saying, listen, you can ignore everybody else's emails, but I want you to respond to mine immediately.
2: Mm.
1: So that that seemingly innocuous request ties you to your email inbox and keeps you checking all day. Mm. Because no, you can't afford not to check. If you say if the boss says, okay, I'll give you an hour to get back to me. That means you gotta check every forty-five minutes, whether or not. And if the boss doesn't send an urgent email more than once a year. You're spending bucket loads of time checking emails just in case that one email is gonna come. Came in the last hour. the one urgent one he sends came in the last hour.
0: Now actually, a- I I came across the solution to this twenty mm-hmm. years ago this year, uh-huh. when I Tell first us- came to Korea. Um, the chairman of the company seemed to like the idea that I, I was a lawyer in the UK and, and wanted me to help him work on some advanced Eagles. English level stuff. And um, But he's a chairman of the company and he's Korean and I'm working for a Korean company. And I remember okay. one Saturday morning, my phone ringing and he said, you know, chairman of the company calling. I'm thinking, I'm not answering that on a Saturday. It's my day off. Anyway, I went in on Monday morning and after my first classes, I called him back and said, oh, you, I think you called me on the weekend. And he says, yes, I did. You didn't answer. I says, no, I'm sorry. I, I immediately, quick thinking, I, I don't usually have my phone with me on a weekend. <laughs> quick thinking, because uh, I thought, I couldn't say I ignored it. It was the weekend. Anyway, I, I was a bit confused at his response. And I talked to one of my Korean colleagues and says, no, he rang me on a Saturday. I mean, I'm not going to answer that. And they go, oh, you didn't answer the chairman on, when he called you on the first sure. ring? Okay. Commit, uh, no. it's nice. Ceremonial yeah. knife. <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> but then after, that, <laughs> after that, and I, he's, he's, be, he's my Korean father. He's, he's become a really good friend. And he's my Korean father now. now. He's 20 years later. And I remember now he will never, ever call me on a weekend. You, you trained him. I trained him. And that is the thing. And what people don't realize is you can train your boss, but you never train you. Basically what you're doing is you're empowering your boss to interrupt your day by responding within minutes. Now, even if you can respond within minutes, I would say, wait, wait 40 minutes and then reply. And then next week, make it. 50 minutes and the week after but over a period of a few months your boss will soon get the message that you are not hitting waiting for your inbox waiting for him to send or her to send you an email and it is it, you can train any I mean if I can train a Korean chairman yeah, of a Korean company you can train your boss with managing Correct. with your email but the thing is you need to have courage or in my case ignorance because I just didn't know you, you had to come to <laughs> the phone but but it worked with some you know, I, I followed that ever since now.
1: Right. In some companies, you also need a plan because the, the, the culture of the company is it's bigger than the one individual. And the culture may be everyone accepts that every email deserves a response within an hour. And in that case, you need to do a cultural intervention and take it to the next levels. And people who do my, my training tell me, um, I need to send my my chairman, my CEO, my executives, my managers, they all need to come to this because they're the ones who are setting the tone for this. Mm -hmm. And if they're not in agreement that urgent, the the problem is that email is an awful conveyor of urgency and -hmm. you should not use email for urgent items because you don't want want your workforce tied to email checking just in case. Instead, call or text with an immediate response or use Mm. channels that you have all agreed upon are the emergency channels,
2: Mm.
1: not the production channels or worse email is a random channel because you get everything mixed in. Mm. Don't use random channels for urgent communication, but sometimes that takes company policy, company training. um, It takes incentives. It takes measurement. It takes all these things to, you know, get a, 10,000, 20, 100. You know, it's
0: surprising how many times I've been told, uh, oh, don't email that. Don't email him because he never responds to his email. You need to WhatsApp him. Okay. Right. Now, you know, so this again is like kind of that training. Um, Mm -hmm. If you let it be known, like I don't, I mean, I have Facebook Messenger, but I don't ever look at it. I'm sure there's hundreds of messages in there, but I've never looked at it. And I always tell people, email me because Mm -hmm. I want to collate these messages together um for my coaching clients i use twist and they can get in touch with, with twist but it's only it's for my coaching clients and that's you know a, a small a manageable number um but twist is to do version of uh, slack. slack
1: yeah right i've heard about right okay yeah. i've heard of it right,
0: um, right, right. well they they gave me they gave me a free version of it so i thought well i may as well use it and i thought oh yeah if my coaching clients want to get in touch with me via some kind of messaging service that isn't gonna that's something that I will look at then I need to have a separate one so with twist not it's not public stuff. so not like with slack if everyone knows oh. I've got a slack channel it's like whoa suddenly inundated so um, right. I thought twist is the best one because it's 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 private
1: right 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 so that's another problem it's not an email problem it's a digital messaging problems world of digital objects. That one could be for another episode. Right, right. Every (laughs) app wants to give you a new inbox. And that is like a, and you have no choice. If you want to use app, congratulations, you have a new inbox. And that's a curse. They're cursing you.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I should say to people is when you download a new app, go into your notifications immediately and turn them off. Because they automatically, by default, turn them on.
1: And there are some of them that fall into that. You're right. And there are some that fall into that gray area where you're like, like the Facebook messages. You know, your, your ancestor could be trying to send you that money. Hmm. You don't know, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it, they, they don't, if this is Carl Pullein, then please respond immediately because your, your fortune is waiting for you at the bottom of <laughs> Of uh, castle castle Pulain the Pulain castle, yeah. Your ancestor back in the second century. So you don't know that this email is coming, and they found you on Facebook.
2: Hmm.
1: But you don't really want it on Facebook. You don't want hmm. a messenger account on Facebook because you're not using it. What you really want them to do is to be able to send you a message by email from wherever without hmm. having to necessarily even give your email address. Hmm. But Facebook doesn't want you to do that, so they're forcing they're forcing you to. Have to use their inbox hmm. and that's the curse they're okay. cursing you to now have to have at least a little bit of concern of maybe somebody wants me to do something for them that's important and they only know facebook
0: yeah that's i a, think i mean know. i've been very very careful with the messaging services because that could just get out i could see quite quickly that that could get out of hand and so i'm I don't join new services. And if I do for a specific, like I had to join WhatsApp for a conference I did last year. But as right. soon as the conference is over, I deleted it because, you know, right. I haven't got time to be dealing with WhatsApps as well. <laughs> I've got enough on my plate. Door.
1: Everyone yeah. finds out that WhatsApp, and all of a sudden, somebody important decides to use it because that's the one they prefer. Yeah. And know your hook. Or, yes. or at least you're not hooked necessarily like a habit, but you. It's not a new obligation. You know, I, mean, I think you, when you
0: get what's
1: to up WhatsApp, then you're like, oh.
0: <laughs> I know. I think for me, it's like um the people that matter to me, we have our communication channels. You know, we all use iMessages, you know, my wife, my my mother, my father's now got an iPhone as well. So and so um, so with all my family, we have our our communications channel and we use that and that's really about it my wife i mean here in korea we have uh, the the equivalent of whatsapp is something called kakao talk in korea everyone has it you have to have it if you're in korea because that's how they <laughs> everybody uses kakao talk and so uh-huh. i have it but there's the only notification i have on it is the little badge okay so Because that means that, and it's not on my home screen either. So it's on, I have to swipe to the second screen. So I probably see that I've got a message in Kakao Talk, probably from one of my former English students or something. Uh, And I see that once a day. So everyone knows in Korea that if they want a quick reply to me, don't bother with Kakao Talk because it won't be fast. (laughs)
1: Right. So I, and I don't use, I don't have an Apple, so I don't use iMessaging at all. Um, and I think there's, I think it allows you know to connect uh, Apple Talk or iMessaging with other kinds of messaging services.
0: I think it's coming, yeah. If it isn't already, it's co- I've heard it's coming, yeah.
1: Because I certainly wouldn't be buying an iPhone just to talk to you if I'm married. If I'm married into your family, Carla, and you said, mm-hmm. "Well, everybody's using iPhone messaging," I'd be like, "Oh, that's nice. I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> Well, yeah, for Android, thought, for Android uh,
0: users, they can email me.
1: Because <laughs> right, I've got Gmail, go. which is a great app. But, <laughs> well, you know, I would have a tough choice because I would have to decide, am I going to participate in a family chat? Mm. Or am I going to be the one who doesn't? And do I want to be the one who doesn't? If I want to get something done that involves everyone? Mm. So, you know... It, this, well, this my, is brother's so-
0: it, my brother's hit and miss. He sometimes has an iPhone. He sometimes has a, an Android phone. He, he just goes for the one that's... He he's not too interested in the technology. He just wants something that works. So he gets hand me downs. So he'll get like a, a an iPhone 11 and think, "Whoa, this is new." And um, you know, as, send me because yeah, I'm not going to buy another
1: iPhone just to yeah, talk to you. He doesn't. You yeah, so,
0: but you know, with that, we end up. He's on text message then. I mean, we're in iMessage, but if it, if somebody's in the in you know that not in the iMessage, then it, I still send it through text
1: message. So it sounds old school, but it works but it's back to the necessary evil, right? We, we probably have mentioned 10 messaging services in the last mm. five minutes. Yeah. Just to send a simple text message, we, we're, we're forced into this god-awful ecosystem
2: mm.
1: that we have to manage, we're obligated to manage because we're adults trying mm. to a business. It shouldn't, ultimately, it shouldn't have to be this hard well it
0: shouldn't and i suppose what we have to do is we just have to take control and decide which services are we going to use and who are we communicating with
1: which which 10 of the 500 we're going to choose because we can't choose all exactly as we choose a 10 it's a problem
0: well that's been great it's been absolutely fantastic chatting with you francis
1: and it's been great talking with you carl
0: Well, there you go. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you also to Francis for joining me for this wonderful conversation. And it just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week.